magnified in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, here's what we're going to do. On Sunday night at our prophetic conference for 14 years, they take time to prophesy over me and my family. So I'm going to ask my wife and my son to come. My daughter's online as, as, I, as I know it. And so they're going to take a moment to prophesy. So why would you do that in front of the message and all that? Because it's important. We believe in the prophetic word. And actually, the word that I get is really a word over our whole house. And uh, so would you, would you join with me as the prophetic team comes and uh, just begin to thank Jesus right out loud. Lord, we thank you. Come on. Thank you for a good word, powerful word, a strengthening word. Release your power, your anointing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, well, everybody, just go ahead and extend your hands to your pastors. Don't you appreciate them and love them? All right, well, let's go ahead and just lean in. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, we pray right now an apostolic prophetic blessing over this family right now in Jesus' name. And I heard the Lord saying that son and daughter, that even as I've caused a whirlwind in the natural to surround you in this season, the Lord says that by the Spirit, I am getting ready to arrange and Line things in a supernatural way. The Lord says that in this season, I have broken a new vessel of oil over the two of you, that this is a time of refreshing and even a time of re-energizing. And the Lord says that what is going to happen is that I am going to cause the two of you to enter into a season of being on the tip of the spear. For the Lord says that even, son, as you have prayed and you've prophesied and you've spoken into the future and the things that you've, you've been seeing in the spirit, the Lord says that I am beginning to fashion your hands like weapons in this season to begin to step through and pierce even the very thing, the fabric that is covering the territory in a shroud. So the Lord says that I have prepared you for such a time as this to begin to even tear back the veil and reveal a season of visitation for the territory, says the Lord. Amen. I sense that this is a time and a season of gathering. And not just gathering those who have gone and even promised to return. The Lord says, I'm going to be bringing people back, even people that were precious to you, that unfortunately things had happened. I'm bringing them back and it's going to be supernatural. And it's going to bring refreshing to this house. And it's actually going to bring healing to this house. But I see, secondly, the gathering that's coming is God is going to gather even more leaders, the leaders that are necessary for what needs to happen. God's put a gathering anointing on you to gather prominent people, influential people. And so, Lord, I pray that right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, those who are necessary, this is the season. You're going to start seeing it. And even now, it's not just people necessary for the vision of KC, but God is going to begin to join to you people that are necessary for the vision of Alaska to see a revival come forth for God is expanding in this season your influence and not that it's just going to be uh, they're going to call themselves KCs. I see other pastors calling you, coming here to, to really begin to glean from you and need your wisdom and your insight. God is expanding your impact and your influence. But the third gathering I see is God is going to allow you to gather a mass amount of people bigger than even your building can contain. There will be seasons, I see there will be seasons throughout the year where you will have to have a different building. Because there will be seasons where God allows you to influence this city and influence 
the state. You are embarking in a journey that's going to lead you to a season where you in this state will fill up stadiums. You will fill up convention centers. And God's going to, I see God drawing you out of Wasilla, not to leave, but for these journeys to go and impact the entire state. And God says, because you were faithful in those moments when people called, come to my little town, you said, I'll go. <laughs> I remember those journeys that you had where you went to Delta, almost lost your life a couple times for a small group of people. And you said, I'll be faithful in the little. God says, I am about to make you an influencer over the multitudes. Get ready for some of the largest gatherings that Alaska, not Wasilla, that Alaska has ever seen. You will be at the helm leading those gatherings in the name of Jesus. Danny boy, lift your hands. Father, I thank you. for your anointing now. For Lord, I pray a loosing and a releasing of hidden talents and hidden giftings. You've gone through a season where you've done what was comfortable and you've excelled in what was comfortable, but God says, I'm about to draw out of you the well that's there and stretch you. You have more than you know you have. You are more than you even know you are. Father, I pray a loosening upon these lips for you will sing, you will write, you will worship, you will prophesy. And in these next, in these next two years, get ready because you will become a very different man. As a matter of fact, you're going to need for a season, not even to, to play the drums because songs are just going to start coming and flowing. I see you playing multiple instruments. I see you actually singing and writing songs. And your songs will not just be happy-go-lucky songs. There will be weight to it. There will be prophetic songs, prophetic utterances. And Lord, I pray that right now, a release of those giftings in that well. your hand this way toward him. Daniel, I saw something very, very powerful, and it's because it's your prayer. There's an encounter you're going to have with God that is going to absolutely blow your mind. You've read about it. You've heard about it. You've seen some things, but your heart has changed drastically to pursue God in a very, very real way. Your generation needs more than great songs. It can't be dressed up. You can't just Facebook this. There has to be this getting along with God and encounter him. Your generation needs an encounter. They don't just need a hop alone ministry. They need encounter. You will lead so many to that encounter. You will tell the story how God, and I want, I want you to take this literal. The spirit of God is going to visit you in a way that you have never experienced in your life. 
you've, I'm sure you've heard your dad talk about great preachers. He's a great preacher himself, along with your mom. But there's something very unique that God's going to do for you. He's going to do, he's coming, Daniel, he's coming to you. He's coming to you, so you're going to encounter him. And these hands right here that plays those drums so well, those legs that look for service to put your feet and your foot in a path of service. These hands will lay on so many thousands of people and there will be instant miracles. Instant miracles. Sometimes we can come to church and forget why we're here. We are here not to encounter the praise and worship team. We'll join with that. We're here to encounter God. And may the Spirit of God give you grace. And when visions come to you, may you treasure them. When you hear God, may you take his word and hide it in your heart. When God moves upon you with a great unction, may the Spirit of the living God teach you to hold that and to treasure that above all and above everything. And when God gives you a spouse, when that day comes, she will not be someone that is not uh, yoked to you with balance. She will regard God and honor God and will regard and honor your parents. And she will be a great woman of God. You don't have to chase her. Just wait on her. If it takes many years, you wait until God releases your spirit. Young man, God has called you into purity. There's a purity on you that I so wish was upon millions of young people that suffer. Your mom and your dad protected you. They guarded you like you were more precious than anything, including their own lives. When they said no to you, it wasn't a no because they didn't want you to have fun. It was a no because they were preserving. They were preserving your purity. God honor them today. May God grace them and bless them because they look to God to be a rewarder. And I thank you, God, for what you're doing. Release in him. Thank you for the music. Thank you for everything that these prophets have said. Release in him and give him this encounter that is so. I pray he'll not get so busy. I pray that he'll not get so bound to technology. I pray that he'll not fall in the trap of just doing stuff. I pray that his prayer life will explode. And while he's young, he'll spend the hours of fasting and praying and crying out to you. Then drop the bomb on this generation. Raise this young man up beyond anything he ever thought possible. And when he lifts his hand and puts it on the blind eyes, when he touches the deaf ears, when he touches those that are mute and cannot talk, when he's dealing with those that are oppressed with demons, break it off of them, cast it out of them, give him profound miracles. He doesn't have to go to Africa for this. He doesn't have to go to another part of the world right here in Alaska, break out miracles, and may everyone see him give you the glory. Let all give you the praise. Open your mouth all over this house and thank God for the man of God. He is a man of God. I just want to just pray, uh, Pastor Karen, I, I just... Um, I'm a fan of you. 
You're an amazing woman of God. I'm a fan too. Yeah, you, you better be. <laughs> no, save the Lord. No. Um, there's been a concerted attack of the enemy just upon, just upon you, your health, and your thoughts, just your heart. There've been times where you've questioned God: Am I even the right person for this? Can I even handle this? I, I just don't even know. Lord, if there's someone else that you make a mistake, I mean, I love you. I'll hear, I'm here till, till you come back. I'll, I'll die. I'll do anything. It's, but there's been this, that, that kind of that gnawing sometimes that the enemy's been trying to just really, really beat you down and just beat you down. And it's, and it's a cycle because there'll be times where you're just, you're good and you're on top of the world and you're ready to conquer. And all of a sudden it comes back around and it just comes back around. And that just stops now in the name of Jesus. You are the right person. Yes. You are in the right place. And I see you just growing. I mean, it's just, just an increase of anointing, an increase of power, of authority. I just see even in your body, it's just like, just like Elijah overtook the chariot. <laughs> just new strength coming upon you even right now in the name of Jesus. I mean, I, I just see just signs and wonders and miracles and I mean, fire in your eyes, silencing voices of people that would speak against you, and it's just simply distractions. It's just distractions, and that just stops now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing in your body right now. In fact, even for Hannah, there's just been even an attack on her voice. There's just been an attack on your voice. There's been like just something that, it's, it's, it's like it, 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 it wants to contaminate your voice. There's times where even what you have to say, it, it just, it's like the enemy wants to, wants to, there to be mixture where it's not pure. It's not, because it's not always easy. It's not always the popular thing to say and even to even declare, even with your own voice and with singing and what God places on your heart. You're, you're prophetic. You sense the things from the Lord. There's, there's someone even that, that, that same attack that's been on your mother has been trying to even attack you. And that just breaks right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, just a freedom. And you know what, it's just, it's just, it's loosening you even from fear of man, fear of opinion of anybody else. It just won't even matter. It just won't even matter. And I just see you just spending time alone even with the Lord and just things being birthed out of that. And it's not just for you and it's not just even for, for your family, but it's something that's even uh, uh, for generations. It's something that's even for future. And there's just a voice that is unique to you and do not allow, do not allow any kind of mixture whatsoever in that you keep that pure. It's something that God has given you. It is a gift. It is a gift to bless you. And then Pastor Daniel, I saw this <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know, I, I can't remember now. It's been, I think, a few months. I just saw, and, and, I, and I feel like it's just something that's actually even been said, but I just saw a bridge just from here going into, into Russia and Eastern Europe. And God giving you connection. I, I saw a man that's helping, that's gonna help and, and, and it's, it's kind of an interesting thing because you, you won't even know if the guy's really saved, to be honest. But it's like he was something at a government's before and is going to open doors and it's just going to be an amazing, it's going to be a God thing. And you're like, I, I don't know what's happening, but it's just, he's going to open doors. Pastor Victor, it's, it's like, there's like a redemption that is happening that even the very people that persecuted you are going to be people that will open doors for you you will actually be with them. You'll shake their hands. I mean, it's going to be something. The very person 
the very people and leadership that was after you are going to be the ones that will open doors for you and give you opportunities that, other, that was, was never there even before. And so, Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus. Hannah, um, when your mom had told us about the things you had been going through the past year, Dave and I went home and we were talking about it. And we're like, wow, this sounds like an intense season of warfare on you. And as I began to pray for you, one of the things that I always do is I say, God, why? Why is she going through this season right now? Because the thing is, I know, that you're, I know your parents and I know the anointing of authority that is on their life. And I said, Lord, why isn't this authority transferring over there? And I heard the Lord say to me, it's because Hannah, the Lord is opening opportunities for you to take hold of your own type of authority. That I hear the Lord saying that the authority that your parents walk under is even greater, the authority that you, be, you are beginning to walk in. And the reason that this is, is because the places that you are going are going to be some of the darkest, craziest places you could ever imagine being. And so I hear the Lord saying, Hannah, my daughter, it is time to step out of your comfort zone because you know, when we're with our parents and especially the type of parents you have, it's so easy to just feel so comfortable and so protected. But I heard the Lord say, Hannah, it is time to step into your own because the protection and the authority that I am going to place on you is unlike anyone has ever seen before. And so Father, right now, right now, we command your angels, Father, to surround her, to protect her where she is at, Father. Right now, Lord God, I pray for her mind, Father, for her mind, Father, to be strengthened and renewed this day, this moment. I pray for her, her sleep, Father. I pray that you give her peace when she rests, Father. I pray right now that she is stepping in to her moment of authority, Father. She will be like Moses who has the staff and parts the Red Sea, Father that the anointing and the gifting she carries is not just for her generation, Father, but it is for generations before her and after her. And so we prophesy and we declare that over her in your name, Jesus. Amen. And just really quick, um, Danny Jr., I like, I really hate that I even have to say this, but the devil makes me so mad and he does not play fair. Um, Earlier, a couple days ago when I saw you, I actually saw, and I want you to hear me, this has nothing to do with you. Um, I actually saw a target on your back. And I saw that there was an assignment that the enemy has placed on you. And the interesting thing about this is you are such a man of loyalty. And you are, so, you are someone who wants to serve and someone who wants to love. And what I actually saw this target is I saw the word jealousy. I saw the word jealousy and I saw that there were people who were jealous not only of your anointing, but also of just even the way that you carried yourself. So I'm gonna lay my hands on you and we are going to break this thing. We are gonna break this thing off of you because what's gonna happen is people will come and try to attack your integrity. They will come and try to attack your humility. But the Lord says, I will not allow that to happen to my son. And so Father, right now, right now, Father, as we lay hands on him, Father, we declare that the assignment of the enemy who would try to come, Father, and rip him, God, of his integrity, we demand right now that the enemy will have no hold on him, Father. The enemy will have no hold in your name, Jesus. Hey, Hannah. What's up, girl? I love you. Hey, so as we were praying for you, I just want to let you know that, um, like God is saying, knowledge is knowledge, but only he established the heart and he directs the heart. 
And I just want you to let you know that you're not going to have to figure it out. He's going to lay the path before you, and all you got to do is walk in boldness and in courage. And he's going to establish everything else. Doors are going to open. You don't have to worry about kicking them down. All you got to do is walk through them. Just walk through them. Just trust him and walk through them. And you're going to set culture. You're going to set culture. You're going to set culture. So just be bold and walk it out, yeah? Love you, girl. Everybody shout. Hi, Hannah. Hello. Hi, baby. How you doing? I know you see me. How you doing? You're not to ever walk. Second Peter 1, 7. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. God has never ordained for you to walk on or in any level of timidity. God wants you calm. I speak a calmness over you because I know you have felt this warfare and all this stuff going on. And your parents have trained you to discern things. They have absolutely put you or allowed you to get into certain things so you can discern it watching over you. They saw you on your training wheels. They took your training wheels off. They've watched you run down the road or ride down the road. Thank God I wouldn't roll down. Ride down the road and learn how to do this on your own. You're there in faith. Their faith and your faith. They are trusting God every step of the way for you. So I pray that God would release you from all timidity that your dreams and everything that has to do with vision and dreams, anything that comes to torture you or torment you or harass you, be broken off this very moment. The peace of God is yours in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Everybody shout. Come on, shout. Thank you for being so gracious with us. It is uh, a great honor uh, to, it's a great honor to pastor you. You are such a loving people, and we, we dearly love you. Amen. The best is yet to come. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Put your hands together for Hitman Hooks. Come on. Thank you. Let's stand, if you would, please, all over the auditorium. The Lord bless you. Glad you all are here. How many of you have been here every single service? It's been crazy, right? It's been crazy, right? It's been quite amazing. Let's pray, please, all over the all over the auditorium. Grab someone, if you would, by the hand, and let me just ask you to do this before we even pray. Before we pray, I want to ask you to do something. I want to instruct you in prayer, please. Listen, now I know some of us are tired. Mm-hmm whatever but tell your tired self to pray right now when you get home you'll have a few hours to sleep alrighty then but right now I need you to engage let me just tell you what you do here listen very close to me what you do here is felt all around the world is joining millions and millions and millions of people that you don't know that's praying to the same God you're praying to. What you do here is felt all around the world. So when you're praying in faith and you're leaning in to the things of God, I just want you to understand your labor really is not in vain. There is no space when it comes to God. God can do anything, anytime, anywhere, any place because he's everywhere all the time. Do you believe that? So let's pray. We're going to pray. It's going to be simple, but let's pray with fervency. 
and ask God's power to be glorified in this place. You ready? Father, we thank you for your anointing and your power upon your people. We absolutely respond to what we know about you. And we know that you are the only true living God. And we are your people. Like there are so many millions around the world. And we join with those that are in prayer those that are worshiping, those that are living for you, we are joined with them. And on this evening, I pray that every yoke be destroyed, oppression be broken off, lives be changed forever. Don't let us leave the way we came. Give you all of the glory. Anoint our ears to hear. Bless me to articulate your word, God. May the purity of who you are be seen and heard. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, everybody shout. Give them a shout. Give them a shout. Woo! Come on, y'all. Please be seated. The Lord bless you. Let me say I'm so grateful to be here. Always an honor to be at the prophetic conference. Your pastors are amazing to me. The one thing that I saw in them that has blessed me again and again and again is their heart to be so thankful for what God is doing. They don't take anything for granted. And I want to say to everyone that has been serving from those that have been cooking, the ushers, those of you that are cleaning the church, those of you that are staying behind to make sure things are in place for the next service, we want to say thank you. Thank you for those that are taking care of the children. I don't know why some of these parents be naming their children after prophets. Just to get up on the screen and say Elijah has backslid. Uh, I don't know. So, but anyway. If your child is named Elijah, please don't take it personal. But some of these prophets got the worst reputation. They done did everything they could to get on these teachers' nerves. But nonetheless, <laughs> they're in a safe place, and they have people that are anointed to speak into their lives and to speak over them. And I want to thank everybody in this house, whatever your activity is, whatever you do, if it's, if it's helping people park a car, if it is I'm cleaning the restrooms, thank you. Your hospitality has been amazing. We have been blessed by you. We came to be a blessing to you, and we have to leave here saying, no, you all have blessed us. I'm very honored to be here, and to your pastors, who I love dearly, um, Sister Karen, she kind of frightens me sometimes. <laughs> because she walks up and down these stairs, steps sometimes without nobody helping her up and down, and I'm old school. And of course, if her, hub, if her hubby sees it, he immediately, duh, because he sure love his wife. That is his boo, for real. <laughs> he is in love with his wife. I love their relationship, love what I see with them and their kids. It's just an amazing relationship. The family is very precious. I love them dearly. Thank you for letting me be here, and I love you dearly. You know I love you. Um, to all of the prophets, of course, some of you don't know that, um, that we nickname, we have a prophet here, his real name, his given name, his nickname like, like um, that with Simon Peter, his name is Donahue. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. But we were in Chile and we had an amazing time in Chile. So now you know who we're talking about. Huh? So... What was his birth name? Donahue. Uh, some of y'all don't know who he is. Well, I just tell you he's on the, on the front row 
next to Pastor Josh. He's one of the most precious men I've ever met. He's an amazing, amazing father and pastor. And then, of course, Pastor um, Josh, who is a prophetic. He is, he's an amazing, amazing pastor. I love him. I mess with him a lot. I tease him a lot. Well, not really a lot, but because he kind of messes with me, honestly. Uh, whatever. So, but love him very much. And then, of course, the prophet's fang. They are dear to me. I, I'm definitely spending more time with them this year than we did last year. They're very, very dear to me. Um, we're pretty much family. And, of course, they know I, love, I have a Darlene. Pastor John has his Darlene. And let me just tell you, these two are something else. Pray. Please pray. But I love you all very much. I'm glad to be here. You know I love you, man, right? I'm pointing to you. Yeah, you know I'm pointing to you. Okay, they came, there's so many that came from, um, from Hawaii, and I'm grateful to see all of you from Hawaii. The Lord bless you. I want to go to the word, Luke, the 11th chapter. If you turn there, I want to talk about a few things. I need you to bear witness with these verses because they're necessary in order for us to lay foundation on tonight. There is so much happening in the unseen world and in the spiritual realm, and I do realize that there's many people that struggle uh, with whether or not the spiritual realm is actually a reality. But it's very real. And we have to be very, very careful how we even address this. And we can't just come at it with some superficial or pseudo-historical um, approach. We have to go into Scripture and find out what the Scripture wants us to know about the supernatural world. It's very real. There are certain churches that are not comfortable when you start dealing with the supernatural they're uncomfortable when you talk about an un another world or the unseen world. And they're kind of like, you know, we don't want that tongue stuff. Keep all that tongue and all, tongues and all that. Keep that. I want to find a church that will not give me their experience. I don't want a church filled with everybody and their experiences with God. I want to find a place where I can walk in one way and walk out the same. And I just want you to know, if you're coming to KC, you're in the wrong church. I'm just saying. They've been trained. They've, they have been before God for the very reason that we're going to talk about tonight. And it's very, it's very important to me. I'm not going to speak long. I'm very, very shook. I've been somewhat divided on what to minister on tonight, not in terms of truth, but in terms of direction, simply because that there is so much that I'm stirred up about inside. I've been enjoying Jesus like I've never enjoyed him in my life. I love being saved. You never have to really bother me about enjoying Jesus. I love being saved. How many of you love being saved? Now, let me just ask you, at least look that way. How many of you enjoy being saved? Because there's safety. There's safety in him. And so it's really important on tonight that uh, you grasp the truths about much of what we're going to talk about because it has to do with you and it has to do with Alaska and not just Alaska, but honestly, the world and it at large. So in the book of Luke, I want us to look at a few things and may the Lord bless us all to receive from him and may he grace us tonight to respond very accurately and immediate to what he is saying to our hearts. Okay, Luke. 11th chapter of Luke, if you turn there real quickly, 
We're going to look at a few passages of Scripture, okay? Luke 11. What chapter did I say? Luke 11. So you do know what I'm talking about. Luke 11. I want us to start reading, if you don't mind, in the first verse. Now he was casting out a demon that was mute. Tell me what was happening. Mute means he could not speak. He's mute. He's casting out a what? So this was not some problem that was physical. This was spiritual. He was casting out a demon. The person that had this demon was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said he cast out demons by Beelzebul, or, listen, this is what they're going to say about him, he is the prince of demons, while others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, if, how will his kingdom stand? In other words, the only reason why his kingdom is existing is because there's no division. Important. The only reason why that they stand in power, please hear this, is because there is no division. Demons are not fighting with each other. They're not so greedy that they would fight with each other. Everything about them turns to humanity. Listen to me. Everything about them turns toward humanity. They hate you. It is not corporate. It is personal. They personally hate you. Period. First Peter, the fifth chapter says, now what I would need you to do is to make sure that you are sober and that you are vigilant. In other words, have some self-control. Listen to what he says. And I want you to have vigilance, which means I need you to be alert, not alarmed. You are never called to be alarmed. You're called to have self-control and be alert. Know who you are, where you are, and who you serve. And then he tells you why. Because you have an adversary. He's a personal adversary. And he's like a lion. He is seeking whom he is wanting to devour. He's roaring. He's doing everything he can to panic you. Do you understand? A lion can roar in the jungle. And when the animals around him hear the roar, they begin to literally have anxiety. And their scent is released. And then the lion puts up his nose to sniff out which one is close for your self-control. Do you understand? I'm not responsible for you being alert. I'm not going to be around you all the time. We grow up to learn how to know our surrounding. I was in my home one time, and my wife and I, my precious wife, if she's watching, hi, sweetie, be home in a few days. I, hey. So I was, I was at home. Um, and we walked in. I don't know what happened. Just something happened. Every time I get in, every time I get around Pastor Josh, something about him just brings something. <laughs> Strange. We walk into the house. I can feel something in my house was different. Every ministry has a specific frequency. Every home has a frequency. Every ministry has a unique anointing. Every house has a unique anointing. 
When I walked in, I knew something was wrong, so I immediately started to look into the closets because I knew something was wrong. I looked for a weapon to look into the closet. I have my wife. I have to protect my wife. That's my call. She's the first member of my church. <laughs> Don't you believe in the power? I sure do. So, I'm just saying. Please forgive me. The spirit of Bruce Lee came on me. So, I walked through the house. I walked through the house, went to every closet, and still couldn't find anything, but I knew something was still wrong. I went into my room, proceeded to lay down. I locked my door in my room because I knew something was wrong. The frequency of my house was changed. It wasn't a matter of smelling something or in that. It wasn't physical. I knew something was off. It's like being a sound person and working in studios. Um, there are certain frequencies that can, it's just not right. Like some of us, you know, that saying, we don't want nobody to tell us we're off key. You can sing the whole song off key and feel good about it. I killed that song. Killed it, didn't I? Killed it. And the people around you is going, no, you killed me. <laughs> it's like, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying. They don't want nobody, they don't want anybody to say anything to them. They don't want any correction. They don't trust correction. They believe that if they're corrected, then they're not loved. But the Bible calls people like that bastards. The Bible says that he corrects those that he loves. Those that are not his and those that are illegitimate, those are the ones he don't correct. They're judged. Sons are corrected in discipline. Discipline comes with discipling. You can't be a disciple without being disciplined. Do you understand? So I knew something was wrong. There's frequencies in my home about chastising my kids or disciplining my kids. You know, if something's out of place, out of order, and sometimes I, you know, there's been times I come home and there's so much that's going on, and my voice was raised a certain way, and my wife would say, honey, are you okay? In other words, that's not the normal you. There's a frequency in your house for everything you do, your laughter. You can tell when the kids are laughing about the wrong thing. Hey, what y'all laughing at? What, 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 what y'all looking They're laughing. You're, you're so in tune with the frequency of every operation in your home. Do you, are you listening? Are you hearing me? There's a frequency, a spiritual happening. You cannot see it with your natural eye, but your spirit picks up on it. Because remember, you are a spirit that possesses a soul and you have a body. You must remember you are a spirit person. It's spiritual. Now, I know some of you don't like to believe that, but some of us have been through enough that we ought to know that now. Testing one, two. You get it? So I was, I was in the house. Feeling it, locked the door. Still something is wrong. Something is very, very wrong. I can feel it. So I hear this noise. I open up my door, and I look down the hall, and I thought it was my son. He had long hair, same color, same complexion. He's, his back is turned to me. I see his hair. It's the length of my son. But then I noticed that that same frequency that got me a little uncomfortable, then the noise was made. I opened the door, same frequency. Frequencies want to manifest. There are frequencies that you and our human ears cannot pick up. Dogs can. Never underestimate what you can't see. 
Understand? So as I'm looking at him, I said, Robert, can I notice that there was something else that was manifesting? He was about six inches shorter than my son. I said, hey, 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 you. And he turned. I didn't know if he had a weapon or not. So he turned like he wanted to look at me, but he didn't want me to see his face. He tried to get out of the garage door. The garage door, praise God, was stuck. It gives me time now to either get a weapon or lock my wife in the room and go after this guy. But I stood there and I looked at him and watched him scramble. He grabs my wife's purse. Listen close. He grabs her purse. He tries to get out one way. He couldn't get out. He grabs the purse and then he proceeded to leave. He grabs my wife's what? And proceeded to leave. By then, there's this anger that that's risen in me because how dare a thief come into my house? I will give you the shirt off my back. You never have to steal anything from me. Now, there are some things I want to keep because I was, it was given to me to keep. I'm saying. But it's not because I wouldn't do it. It's because it was given to me to keep, so I honor certain things that I need to, you know, die with so you can have it afterwards. You guys are slow. So we call the police and on and on and on. And the frequency was, that spirit was still in my home, that discomfort tried to bring fear. It tried to intimidate me. And I had to stand up and say, oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't sleep in intimidation. I don't wear intimidation very well. So I had to begin to walk through my home. My wife and I began to pray that this thing had took her purse ran out, took it, listen, stole her identity, stole her social security card, stole her, her credit cards, walked out, I opened the door, or I, I go out the door after him, over the, over uh, across the street, her purse lies there on the lawn, anything that he thought was valuable, he takes that and he leaves. Now listen to the verse that we're going to read, I want you to hear, house divided against itself, it's going to fall. It's going to fall. If Satan also divided that house, divided against himself, himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Amazing verse here. Therefore, they will be your judges. But if... It is by the finger of God that I cast out demons. Then the kingdom of God, listen to this please, has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed, what? Talk please. When a strong man, what? When he is fully armed. He's fully said again. Fully armed. Guards his own palace. His goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Now go to Ephesians, please. I want to teach something real briefly. I did say briefly. I'm not going to be long. For, really, I'm serious. We'll be out before midnight. And... <laughs> Ephesians, 6th chapter, you know the verse well. Ephesians 6, you know it well. 
Just because you learn how to put on armor, or should I say live in your armor, there's no reason for you to start thinking that all of the attacks is going to be off limits. I don't know why people think because when they speak in tongues and they give an offering that that means that there won't be issues. I don't get it. He talks about building a house. Am I boring you guys already? He talks about building a house on the sand and on the rock. He said, you build it on the sand, we already know that's going to be destroyed. We know that. Build on the rock, it will be able to withstand the storm. Now, just because he built on the rock doesn't stop the storm, but it does guarantee that he will make it through the storm. Very, very important that we as believers understand our position. Bear with me, please. The 10th verse, if you would, 6 and 10. 6 and 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he says, 11 verse, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able or may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, watch, and against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the complete, the whole arm of God that you might be able or may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, look at somebody tell them, stand firm. Stand for having fastened on your belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all of the flaming darts or missiles of the evil one. And take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit. How often? With all prayer. What? With what kind of prayer? And supplication. Now, let's look at this real brief. I'm not going to be long. We are in a time in which we do not need to pretend that this is not spiritual. There are things behind that your natural eyes cannot see. Let me give you an example. May I please? You got a king. He's been... The people chose him. Jesus, I mean, God said, okay, cool. Y'all don't want me to be your king. You tripping. You want somebody to represent your victory? Okay, fine. So they look out in the very tallest guy that's out there. They pick him. He looks strong. He's strong. Let's get him. Ooh, he's strong. They pick him. Samuel said, okay, if that's who y'all want, they pray for him. God instructs him. You and you and this man better follow me. I mean, it's really intense. I don't have the time to go into it, but it's really intense. He's anointed. Samuel anoints him. Samuel loves him. Samuel feels for him. He has compassion for him. He pities him. This, this guy is having to deal with a people that is rebellion, that wants to ignore God's covering and God's protection because they want somebody in the physical realm to fight for them. They forgot their God. So they replace God with a guy that's tall, good-looking, and handsome. Some of you women have done that. So what... what I'm just saying... Some of you sisters, you spend a lifetime, you spend a lifetime trying to get rid of the flies, but you won't deal with the mess. So what we do, I'm just saying, I'm, just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh my gosh, pastor told me to say it. So what God does, and then some of you always talk about the devil is fighting you. Listen, you took what should have been a date and made it your destiny. Don't blame God for what you chose to be your destiny. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so 
what God does, God begins to deal with us about the spiritual happenings behind the scene. And there it is spiritual. That's why Paul writes and he says it real plain. He said, listen, 11th chapter, first few verses, he's going down, listen, guys, I'm telling you, I'm jealous that I'm doing all this work to espouse you to one. I'm, I'm so envious. Ain't nobody doing that for me. I'm like, I'm bending over backwards to get you all ready for the one that's coming. Then when you keep reading this chapter, it's quite interesting because he begins to give us some insight, really deep insight. He says, listen, now, here's the gig. I, I fear lest y'all will allow Satan to beguile you and mess you up the way, the, the way that he did. And he mentions her, Eve. Turned her from the simplicity of the truth. He begins to give insight of who was behind the turning. Listen close to me. Because some of you have thought for years that it was the person. You never saw the spirit behind it. You were not able to discern it. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's several ways that you can discern. One of them is the word of God. The word of God is a discerner of the intents and the thoughts. The more word you read, the more you can have discernment. That's the that's first base of operating in discernment. You understand? Some people walk around saying, you know, I don't know. I just feel something. I don't know what it is. I just feel it. Baby, it's gas. Get some Rolades. You'll be all right. You ain't in church nowhere. You're not being groomed. I'm so sorry, you guys. Come on. Come on, you guys. Really? I mean, I mean, it's like, give me a break, okay? So what God does, he begins to prep you of learning how to operate in the spirit realm. Like some of you right now, don't get mad at me, but some of you right now don't even know what's forcing you to take selfies of your naked body and send it to people. Always in the house. Oh, if you didn't know it, this is a prophetic conference. You don't know what's behind you acting out of character. We understand the word in the Greek for flesh, zarks. We get that. We know the difference between that and the body. But there's something that's troubling you, bothering you, that constantly attacks your self-esteem. In some kind of way, this thing lies to you and tells you that if you act sexual, if you wear less, if you lift up more, that you will be noticed, recognized, and re you don't understand the counsel of the demonic. That these spirits will hiss. As a matter of fact, they will mimic your voice and hide in your thoughts by talking to you. They sound so much like you. You've, been, you've had this happen to you. But you go, where did that thought come from? The devil is a liar. You're able to identify it, although it's mimicking your voice. Let me say this to some of you now that are dealing with oppression. You think you need a counselor. You need to be delivered. We've got the answer for you. His name is Jesus. Act like you know who he is. His name, that's, that's the reason why nobody's trying to, listen, we're not trying to play church with you. We have no interest in playing church with you. We're not playing church with the enemy. We're here to cast him out. We're here to declare that the kingdom of God is upon us right now. Will you shout? Will you shout? Dare you to. Will you shout? So then what does this mean? Here's what it means for those of us that have become soft over the years and just thought that this stuff was just flesh and blood. It is not. How in the world do, does a man get healed in Chile? Gets healed. If you were here and you heard pastor the other day, 
Pastor Bruno, if you heard him, you'll understand. He gets healed in Chile, rides his bike, stops at a place that gets off of his bike to walk his bike across, and a man that is driving a, uh, a dump truck, what's a dump truck? Garbage truck, cuts the corner and runs him over once, then backs up the truck and runs him over twice and kills him. How do you get healed in one service and killed on the corner? The truth is that this man was up under the influence of drugs. Talk here. Let's not even deal with the word pharmacia. Understand, even those of you that's dealing with the medical weed stuff, you, I'm, get, I'm getting ready to hurt your feelings. Oh! Those of you all that's dealing with the sick of weed, talking about that you need... The reason why, and I don't want to hurt nobody's feeling, the reason why I don't drink and the reason why I don't get high, I refuse to let somebody take the place that I gave to God. If God can't do it, I don't need it. Look at you, somebody got mad, did you, son? Somebody got mad. Somebody, somebody said, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Sure did, uh-huh, sure will. What is the issue? The issue is that we're trading things not understanding that there is a spiritual thing taking place your city is not bound by something that is natural is bound by something that you can't see it is spiritual so if we're going to attempt to really take alaska i mean let's stop playing if we're really stop playing stop playing if you really want to take your state stop playing house Put down the Barbie doll. And some of y'all don't know this character, the G.I. Joe. For some today, it's the G.I. Jane. But my point is, let's be real. We are in war. The enemy is not trying to play patty cake, patty cake makers. He ain't playing that with you. He ain't, why you sitting over here with a BB gun, ping, ping. This fool got bazookas. This is not the time to play. These things are after your children, after your marriage, after your body, after your mind, after your health. We have to understand we are in war. Square your shoulders. Stop all of this whining and pray. And rebuke the devil and cast him out. He don't belong in your house. He don't belong in your mind. He doesn't belong in your body. He don't belong in your feet. He doesn't belong in your hands. You've got to cast him out. Say, hey! Therefore, therefore, put on the complete armor. Stop playing. But you don't know what I've been through. I've had some people hurt my feelings. And you don't understand. It just... Every time I try to do good, evil is always present. We know who the evil is. Do you want a mirror? Oh my. Anybody got spirit fingers? You got an evil attitude, an evil heart? Who can know the heart of a man? God said, I know that it is evil. It's desperate to do that. Evil is a horrible horrible nature evil is 
anything that opposes itself against the will of God. That is evil. And when we stand in opposition against what God wants to do in the earth and then act spiritual about it. Fall, what you doing falling out and getting up worse than you was before you fell out? Why would you fall out mean and get up worse? At least if you're going to fall out, get something. You're doing all the stands of whoa, 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 and go home and cuss your wife out. We got a problem. There's something behind that to keep your marriage in oppressed, in oppression. There's something behind these things to alter us and to keep us bound. Something is wrong. You walk around mad all the time, every day, all day, and you blame it on the job. We can pray now and get rid of that. God, fire him. If that's all you need. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Sleep on the floor. Stop playing. Look at somebody, give them a high five and say, stop playing. Tell them, stop. You may walk over here, but you're limping back. <laughs> Only a black guy got that one. So what does it mean? It's spiritual. That's why God calls you into prayer. And those of us that are lazy in prayer, listen, can I say this to you? You will only pray based on what you believe. If you don't believe, listen, real faith prays. Great faith prays great. When a person has weak faith, they pray little. They used to say it like this in the holiness church. Some prayer, some power. No prayer, no power. A lot of prayer, a lot of power. When people understand that this is spiritual, we have children that the devil think it's his strategy that he's taken them to hell. Not if God is my counselor. Not if God is my strength. Not if God is my guide. God will not counsel you. He will not counsel you if he doesn't mean to do what he says. So he gives you prophetic instruction. Let me say this to you as we close. As we close. As we close. <laughs> you know you got to love him. Thank you, son. Thank you. If you don't get it, you will be chasing your tail in the dark. If you don't get this, listen to me. I have seen people die before their time. And they didn't have to. Many of us lack the discernment to know what's happening. You don't know the frequencies. I was standing in front of them, just got through leaving the bank and walked outside of the, the bank and I was a little flustered because the way that it was a $25, $15 check and they were treating me like I was trying to cash $100,000. I didn't know what the deal was. So I walked out and I was a little flustered and, and I was standing there minding my own business and just, just standing there. Then someone grabbed me violently and snatched me back. And I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not from the hood, but every now and then, the H O O K S turns to H O O D. 
And I've got to rebuke that D and put the K back. And remember that there's an O before the cake, so I can say, there's an O before the K, I can say, okay. You guys are slow. So, so I'm standing there. Something snatches me very violent, pulls me almost, I almost hit the ground. And I turn around quick. I've always been very, very fast. And I turn around quick. And when I turned around, about the time I turned around, there was a car that exactly where I was standing, high-speed chase, police was chasing this vehicle. It would have killed me. I looked around to see who snatched me. It's a long block. No one was there. I knew it was the angel of the Lord simply because of the power. When it touched me, it went all the way through my body. So I knew that something supernatural happened to save me. Listen to me. For those of you that think this is a carnal, natural life, it is more spiritual than you realize. You have no idea the demonic strategies that stands against you constantly. Listen to what happened. This guy was mute. He had no voice. When Jesus he cast the devil out of him, he gave him his voice back because without a voice, you have no future. The church has to maintain its voice. Amen. And I got to tell some of you that have not been talking and speaking the things of God. Let me tell you, they have, those are demons that's doing their best to shut you not up, not just shut you up, but to shut you down. And the very first place he attacks is your speech. That's why you can't read nowhere in the New Testament where we're victims. No, listen, read my black lips. Nowhere in New Testament that we're victims because the same faith that gave Abraham the promise was the same faith that those that they walked in in the same chapter, 11 chapter Hebrews, they refused to be delivered because they had so much faith. Without the promise, they were still okay. Nowhere do you ever read that we're victims. So why do we look so pitiful? Well, I don't have nobody to love me, and I, my feet stink, and I just. My boyfriend, he, he left me for somebody else. Well, who is it, honey? He my dog. I don't know what's wrong with him. Am I that ugly? Well. beautiful on the outside but you've allowed you've allowed demons to mess with you so it has scarred you marred you you think so little of yourself smile at me please even if you don't like me smile anyway so we can get this over God is heavily dealing with the church to come back to the reality of the unseen world it's real what think is behind the diminishing of leadership in the church in the country what you see in the natural is an indication of what's happening in the spiritual that's the reason why I'm not bothered with the White House you don't know what's going to happen he's building a wall listen have you ever heard of Humpty Dumpty I'm not worried about the wall or anything else my faith is in Jesus I'm not I will never let politics cause me to be your enemy What's the point? Now, I know some of you mad because I was talking about that sickle weed. I know. <laughs> some of you so mad you can't even. Some of you so. Amen. <laughs> I talked about your friend. I'm telling you, God 
will help your body, help your mind. I've watched God heal people. Prayed for a little boy in our church not too long ago. Lost all of his hair, nervous condition. His mind was not present. God gave him his mind back, gave him his hair back. He's the cutest thing. He's got all these curly, all this curly hair. Make me so jealous. God gave him his mind back. This is the day and time that God's going to prove himself in a very powerful way. But we can't be people that will play games. Our weapons are not carnal. They're very powerful. And the enemy wants to convince you that you have no power. Let me tell you, the greatest deception in the world for the church, for anybody that's saved, is for you to believe you're not in a war. We are in war. What you see in the natural indication of what's going on in the spiritual. That's the reason why I like what's going on in England. Whoever would have thought to show you how God is doing this thing. Whoever would have thought that there would have been a black girl that would marry a prince. She's a divorcee. And she's now seriously in royalty. This is the year that God is trying to teach some of you. I don't care what you failed in. What happened to you. I've got you in royalty. While you're playing around, somebody, don't get mad at me because some of you are still stuck. I call it SOS. You're still stuck on stupid. My pastor told me when he's at the church, he said, some people just make you want to slap them. I said, that's my pastor. In other words, there's no reason for you to have all of this anointing. Just enjoy what you get here and take nothing home. You're empowered to go deal with these demons in your house. They called me, told me about my, my, one of my grandchildren. One of my cousins was killed just a few days ago. Then my other cousin was in an accident. My first cousin, I love her dearly. She was in an accident on the way home and fell asleep. And the car rolled. She was in a convertible. She's, I mean, just, I mean, you know, all this stuff is going on. I'm in prophetic conference. I can't prophesy out of my soul. I have to prophesy out of my spirit. Do you understand? When you lock commentary just in your soul, it's difficult for you to hear God in your spirit. So regardless of what the grieving is and what the emotion is, I have to understand, I cannot get off of my post. I can't use the pain to cancel out the word of the Lord. That even in my sorrow, read my lips, I'm still victorious. And grieving, God is still real. And may the power of God, may the power of God through you literally crush the head of the serpent. Enough is enough. Those of you, many of you have been suffering in, with oppression for a long time. You've been waiting for somebody to come and rescue you. Tell you how beautiful you are. Tell you, oh, girl, you look good. Girl, you, girl, you know, you blamed it on your father you didn't have. You blamed it on whoever passed away. And, you, and God bless you. I don't want you to ever think that we're not compassionate because we are. But there comes a time when you have to look at that and say, this is my pain. And I choose to do something with it. Instead of using that and letting the enemy hide behind that stronghold. You are commanded you're commanded to pull down your strong. I'm not responsible for your strongholds. I will pray with you about them. The word stronghold is an interesting word because, it, of course, it stems to the Old Testament. And it was fortresses. In one of the word picture studies is when Saul was after David and David had to hide himself in the forest from Saul. Strongholds, demons look for people that won't get rid of stuff. 
He hides behind activity that is contrary to the will and the purpose of God. So you get up, and instead of putting a worship, a worship music on, you get up talking about, I'm so tired of being alone. I'm so tired of being alone. You start, you, and, and that reminds you of William. But William used to sing that to me all the time. All day long is over. All my exes come from Texas. I mean, I mean, just some of you are a mess. Some of you have really driven me to drink. But God calls you, and He calls you to come out of this stuff and pull down strong. Stop giving the enemy stuff to hide in. I don't care what perversion you're dealing with. And for those of you, let me get back on the sick of weed. For those of you that's dealing with the sick of weed and you want it legal and on and on, thank God that there's some people here that will stand up and say it's the gateway to a whole bunch of issues. It is not coming here. And those of you that are watching online, even if you go to a church that have a smoking section and a sick of weed section, I just want you to know that God can deliver you regardless of where you are and what's happening. He loves you. He's compassionate. Please stop giving the enemy a place to hide in. Some of us have strongholds and we water those bad boys. We take care of them. We nurture them. We cultivate them. We get around people that cultivate the same activity and the same thought and the same thought process. Pull down the strongholds. Lift your hands up, please. Lift them up high. High as you can, like you're under arrest. Some of y'all doing that real well. Jesus. Is there any police up in here? God, help us. I even got some of the mothers with their hand up higher than anybody is. Hope, hope you all probation by now. I love you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Father, in Jesus' name, grace us. Grant to us. I want men, God, that are struggling with perversions, that right now they have videos and stuff that they visit to deal with what they think is a need. They don't know what to do with their flesh. I pray that you would bring deliverance. I pray for young women that are struggling with all of these different complexes about their beauty and who they are. They only look at themselves in the mirror, and that's, that's only two-dimensional. They, they have not even had the privilege of seeing themselves three-dimensionally. You give us the complete us. As a matter of fact, you're the only one that can complete us. I pray for those that are dealing with anger and hate and unforgiveness. The enemy has hid himself in our pain, behind our pain. The enemy wants us to be mute when it comes to speaking the things of God. We cast down these things. We asked you, God, to teach us how to punish our disobedience. Help us to protect and guard our obedience. Do something extraordinary right now for every person. Let there be liberty and the power of God that frees every person in this house that's struggling in any level whatsoever. They all got it in Acts 2. We all need it right now. We want the power of the living Christ. If you want God to do something for you, get on your feet quickly and open your mouth for a moment in worship. Would you please worship?
Now, before, before we do anything, I want to get something out of the way. I want you to understand clearly tonight that everything you're doing for this building is spiritual. You're tearing strongholds down. I need you to understand that you're giving God the opportunity on that hill to declare his power. You can't be known as a people that gather. You can do that at a baseball game, soccer game. That's not, gathering is one thing. We do things systematically to get crowds, but then it gives us, it gives the church opportunity to work that crowd, share the testimony, what God has done. The crowd becomes converted. When I hear him say a thousand people, we act as though that's something perhaps some of you don't believe can happen. In one day in Acts 2, one day, 3,000 people was added. One day. Because of one place that can seat about 120 people and they got something that nobody else had. Those that were dealing with opiates couldn't get it. Those that was dealing with any other lifestyle, listen close to me, they could not get it. Now listen to me, please. There's an anointing on you. There's an anointing on you. Tell me what I said to you. There's an anointing on you tonight. And you have to make sure you put your stake in the ground. You must, if you are a believer, stand firm. Stop being so easily pushed over manipulated it shouldn't be one day up and the next day down if you've been dealing with the same thing for a full year we got a problem no one should be on the phone calling you are you coming to church this week are you coming you've been saved for 30 years what's the problem there's something that you have given the enemy to hide behind there's a pain there's an experience and you have no idea how spiritual this is I'm asking you tonight, as we give today, you need to understand what we are doing. This is spiritual, man. This is spiritual. I watched a man that hated me. Hated me. He didn't know why he hated me. He was KKK, but he didn't know what was behind that. And he thought he would aggravate me. His mother loved me. He's a little black boy. I was 17 years old. He was his, her only son. He could not stand me. And every service, she would come up and put money in my hand. I was a little cute black boy playing the drums. One of the only black kids in the church. She couldn't handle it. Where I was, San Bernardino was a hub of the KKK. And Fontana and all of those areas, Colton and all of those areas was filled with KKK. I didn't know any different. I just knew to love. I'm saved. And he would hate me. So one day he came and I was taking care of the tent. I would sleep in the tent. We were in tent revival. I would take care of the tent. I would water all the, all of the sawdust down and clean the, each chair. Make sure the microphone cords was there. Dust off the organ. And she would come in and just see my servant heart. And she would give me money every service. And he couldn't stand it. He was like six feet four. He couldn't stand it. I mean, I was like a hundred. I was about a hundred and a quarter soaking wet. 
And he, I mean, he just hated me. And he would come up next to me and he would say the N-word. Ooh, ooh, he couldn't stand it. And one Saturday, he drove up with his friends in the truck and they were coming to fight or to beat me up. He jumps out of the truck. Now, blank, 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 now what? My mama ain't here now. I said, what, 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 what? He goes, we're going to do such and such and such to you. He said the N-word so much it sounded like a motorcycle. <laughs> I guess he thought it was going to irritate me, but there was something behind it. And even at that age, I understood that there was a spirit behind that. Some of you are irritated with stuff and you don't understand there's something behind it. So you can act out of character. So it can deaden your integrity of your faith in him. And so instead of me being irritated, instead of doing that, instead of irritation, what I did is simply said to him, I love you. Don't be telling me that. I said, I love you, man. The more I said, I love you, the worse it got. So he took out a bat out of the back of his car. One guy was here, the other guy was there, and he was in front of me. He said, well, love this. And I said, you can if you want to. Said, oh, I hate you. Oh, I hate you. He took the bat. Oh, I hate you. Just start in mind, just start speaking in tongues. Shall break take his And he just looked strange. The guys was, was going, what he's saying, man? What is that so-and-so saying? I couldn't lie. I didn't know what I was saying. But the Holy Ghost know what I was saying. And I just start walking around and said, Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Now they came to get me. But then I start chasing them. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on out of here. Hey. They walked over, but they limped back. There's a boldness that happens when you understand who you are. And enough is enough for those of us that want this authority playing in the sandbox. Get out of the sandbox, off of the monkey bars. Get yourself back in the school of the Holy Ghost. Learn the authority he's given you and stop blaming everybody for why you're walking around looking like somebody slapped you in the face with an old, cold, dead catfish. Like you fell down an ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. That day is over. Shout, please. Shout, please. And this is why God is called pastors back into prayer. We have, we have aced preaching and being great orators. The prayer life has been clumsy and lazy. Listen to me, I'm telling you. Clumsy, lazy. The prayer life has been. The prayer life has been clumsy and lazy when we got ready to when we felt like it listen to me that day is over if you're going to operate in authority listen to me you got to take confidence out of your way of doing things hear the counsel of God here's the counsel of God you ready pray lifting up old holy hands lifting up those black and white and brown hands everywhere and pray You've got to pray. you got to know who your God is. You've got to know the power of God. 
you gotta know God will answer you when you open your mouth you gotta know demons will flee when you command them you have to know you can rebuke the devil you can bring down strongholds you can deliver people everybody lift your voice up now pray 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 yes pray play day is over we've got to pray open your mouth now open your mouth now open your mouth now open your mouth open your mouth up
on that soundboard get in that lobby and pray for everybody in that lobby I need some men get in the lobby pray for everybody in the lobby move quick I need some pastors get in that lobby lay your hands on everybody in that lobby get to the person behind the camera get to the sound man lay your hands on them they're deserving of prayer they're worthy of prayer we need them lift your voice up everywhere in worship lift your voice up everywhere in worship lift your voice up everywhere in worship Lift your voice up everywhere in worship. Are you married? Come here. It's all right, you can worship. Listen, this is not a house that's going to stop you from worshiping. You can lift your voice up, it's all good. Some of you right now, you're screaming out of pain. You've had enough with this condition. You've had enough with this oppression. You've had enough of the joy being stolen. The strong man, the strong man is broken. God is healing you now. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Worship your God. God knows every secret. There is nothing he doesn't know. Do you all believe he's the God that knows all? Do you believe he's the God that knows all? I want to pray for you. Stretch your hand toward this dear young lady. I saw you earlier tonight and had a burden to pray for you. Pray for you and your husband. Pray for you and your family. There's things that have just been going a little crazy, but God has faithful, he is faithful to do what he says. You all are not to stress, not to worry. He's opening doors for you. This week, the mistake the enemy made was to let, your, let you alone with God. You can't get along with God and things not happen. Put your hand here, please. Say these words with me. I want you to say them. It's not too late. Say them. You have danced to have. You have worship to have. Your question is, what's going on? And I got to tell you that your God hears prayer. You cannot have a pastor and a first lady the way you all have and not get miracles. Let me tell you, this is the house of miracles. And while the enemy has been trying to oppress you, 
you've had to fight these last many months just to look normal. But the oppression has been so hard. The scripture said that God will do above what you, abundantly above what you can ask or think. Let me say this to you. You cannot outthink God. Relax. Listen, relax. He will not take your joy. The oppression is over with today. What's the date today? February the 24th in a little crazy place where the room is filled with a bunch of crazy people who have a pastor and first lady. That's what we say in our culture. Pastor and first lady. Now I was told that something happens when you have people like this praying. What happens for you tonight is huge. Do you understand me? It's the end of it tonight. It's over tonight. What you make happen for her will happen for you. You don't believe that? Tell me, tell me what I said. Stretch your, stretch your hands. I have a dear friend of mine that they... The doctors took her uterus out. She could never have children, according to them. Today, she has three. You ain't got to get happy because they ain't your children, but she's happy. In other words, I need you to step forward and say, God, look, you are that God to me. Oppression break now. 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 Open your heart. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Sing that song for me. God. Open. 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 Every word over her come now. Open. 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 Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Are y'all ready? Everywhere, open your mouth, sing to your God. Sing it to God, sing. What's your name? Tell me your name.
Chanel. Don't I know you? What's all this? Seriously? Straight from Africa. Girl. Lift your hands up. I want you to look at me and listen to me very close when I'm going to say, I saw you waiting. Did I say waiting? I saw you waiting for this to happen. In other words, you prayed and you waited. Your greatest upset is that waiting thing. You understand? So you've been tortured. There's this harassment in you and it's perfectly in place that you, you're just uncomfortable. Every day you have to fight this discomfort. Okay? I just want you to know he knows your address. He's already mailed the package. It's on his way. In other words, stop tripping. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to release something in you that's crazy. Don't pay attention to people when you do it. There's a praise that's going to come out of you that's going to be different than any other time in your life. In that praise, there'll be revelation after revelation after revelation. You will experience God now. I know you've been up under a lot. You can control what was coming in. But God's got to break something in you tonight. Do you understand? Lift your hands up. What you make happen for her will happen. What you make happen for her will happen. Open your mouth and pray for her now. Open your mouth and pray for her now. Open your mouth and pray for her now. Open your mouth and pray. Stabilize this woman. Stabilize her. Open your mouth and pray for her. Open your mouth. Come on, pray, pray. Pray like it's your daughter. Pray like it's your pray like it's your sister. Pray like it's your mom. Pray. The enemy can't do anything if we pray. Take authority. Sound like heaven. We need 
Listen to this. Listen, I'm going to tell you, here's what the Lord said to me. There is uh, two people. One person is coming to give you all. Their God is moving up, on the, uh, moving up on them to give you all a large amount of money. I'm just telling you. Amen. Things, things are going to so drastically change. It is not going to be because, it's not going to be because that the tax, the income tax came back. That, that don't last. You all need something sustaining. You already have a vision in your mind. What kind of building? You guys got all these plans in your head. And I'm telling you, God's not going to fail you. The other person is coming to give property. One's coming to give money. The other one's coming to give property. You must battle in prayer. He's called you to a different place in prayer. That's why revelation is different and it's fresh. The one thing that I admire about this house and Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen is that they're always they're always fresh in their thought in their heart. This lady, your first lady, is one of the most thankful persons I know. She is thankful for everybody. She throws a blanket of thanksgiving. When there is something that is of a fire, she uses one of the most amazing antidotes. It's called thanksgiving. And she takes that and she throws it on people to say, well, I thank you and I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love She has a grace on her. That same grace is on you. You are truly her daughter. You are truly her daughter. And may the grace of God be upon you that's upon your pastor. He has a heart to win people to God. He reminds me of a little boy that likes to sit on his daddy's lap and just kiss him. It's that humility. This is the reason why God is doing what he's doing with him. When you walk in that kind of humility, heaven bows to hear your prayers. Angels are attentive, ready to be deployed for your sake. May the God of heaven grant to the spirit of prayer and intercession unlike you have ever experienced. You're hungering for him. Out of your belly! The spirit of God move now. Open your mouth. Sing. Here we go. Sing everywhere. Lift your hands up. Lift them up high. coming against the spirit of witchcraft in Alaska 
It is funneling its way with the drugs. The irritation that the enemy is feeling is because there's people that are praying. Satan is angry. He don't know what to do. In other words, we have given the devil a mental hernia. He has no idea what to do with a bunch of crazy people over here building a building to give God glory. To him, he's saying, if I could just confuse them about the finances, if I could just defeat them, if I can just cause them to be oppressed, if I can cause them to be weary and to be tired. But here is a people that refuses to take on a weary mindset. They refuse to take on a victim mindset. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce the devil to you. Satan, this house is a house full of power this house is a house full of prayer in this house we win we win our families are saved our finances are free drug addicts are delivered say yes say yes give you an opportunity now for the next 60 seconds and look at me and listen to me if you're setting stand if you can all over this house we're going to pray like we have lost our mind within 24 hours strongholds will be completely pulled out many of you will get phone calls between now and tomorrow night of your children you've not heard from them in a while they will call you mommy daddy i'm okay thank you for praying for me. We are not going to let the enemy run off with our children. Are you ready to pray? One, two, three, pray! Heal your people. Heal your people. 
heal your people heal your people heal them now give them praise This is the perfect setting now. We're breaking the back of the enemy. Say, enough is enough. Everybody needs to say it with me. Every person here, listen very close to me. Because in our giving at this time of service, your pastor knows me well. They know me well. They know, listen, all they have to do is pick up the phone. And I is here. Like, I is here. In other words, I'll be here. Our, our covenant is in a, is, it has nothing to do with finances. I can call Pastor Daniel, Pastor Karen, I can call Pastor Josh that quick. My Donahue. He would travel, listen, he would travel from Chile to come see after me. We're in covenant. Our babies, we're in covenant. We love each other. It's not about money to us. But if we don't tell you this side of truth, listen to me, the enemy will stifle your finances. He will hinder you from doing things in the kingdom and making your finances serve you. Your finances is a servant. This is why we don't worship mammon. That's a God. We worship God and make everything we own serve him Amen. do you understand me yes. and so tonight this is going to be one of the most unusual offerings that some of you have ever given because it has nothing to do with just expenses and you just want to bless preachers or prophets this is personal tonight this offering tonight talks this offering responds back to every lie of the enemy that says you can't be blessed, you can't be wealthy, you can't have tuition for your kids, you can't send them to the best colleges and universities. The devil is a liar. In this offering, God is going to release some things that is going to be quite amazing. We're praying for Chile because we know they need a building that can fit or seat 2,000 people. That's not a small vision in Chile. You will see these coming months what God is doing in Chile. This is KC. Look at somebody and say, this is KC. This is KC. Tell them, we don't play. We don't play. Do you see? Yes. You guys are slow. <laughs> in other words, we're after people for the kingdom. Yes. Everything you get, you know, we get this like this. When a guest come, we say, what you give, the guests get. Listen to me. Everything you give tonight goes to God. Amen. What would you give Jesus if, if he was standing here and you saw his pierced hands wow. and his feet? 
You can put your arms around him and hug him and feel the, the scars on his back. How would you respond? What would your gift mean when you gave to him? This is one of those nights that we personally give to him. What this ministry does with finances, when I say I trust, believe me, they have a God heart. Not every place has a God heart. A God heart. They have a God heart. I want to pray for you. Because for some of you, giving to Jesus means that you give him a thousand or five hundred. Giving to him means that you dig deeper than you've ever dug in your life. Giving to means some of you are going to go like really crazy. You can, honey, we're going to do something tonight. In other words, this is not a moment that we're giving for a cause. It's not a moment that we're giving for the building. Listen to me, please. You're giving because you love him. You're giving because he's given you power over every single stronghold. And we want people free, bottom line. Do you want to say amen? I pray that God would grace you to give him not the finances first. First, give him the proper attitude and the proper praise that belongs to him. Second, out of that, you bless him with what you will and can and have decided to give to your king. This is a give to the king moment. Grace your people. Grace them to search deep their heart. Grace them to give from their heart. Change the entire atmosphere in every home financially. I want every person out of debt. I want homes paid off. Those that are renting, no more. I want them buying. Give people property. What happens in the head happens on the skirt. What starts on the head, it flows down the skirts. It flows down the body. You have blessed the head. You have anointed the head. Now tonight, I decree tonight that debt tonight will be broken and people will have strategy to never go back into it. I decree tonight there's somebody here right now that is only a button away on a computer of all debts being gone. Touch the computer. Give people supernatural means to overcome for your glory. Do things for them that is not conventional. May they know it's you and no one else. Everybody in this place, if you're, if you're married, grab your wife now, look at her in the eyes and say, baby, what are we going to do? What are we giving to Jesus? Look at her. Do it quickly. If your wife isn't here, take out a mirror. Look at yourself. Get your iPhone out. Get yourself ready to give. All over this house. We're going to do something extraordinary. Do it now. You'll be able to give electro electronically if you want to. It's no problem. Envelopes, ushers, if you would, please. Ushers all over the house. If you need an envelope, put your hand up. They will assist you. The hand of God. Now, the same anointing that we've experienced is in our offering now. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Yes. Worship while you're doing what you're doing. You must worship while you're doing it. Worship while you're doing it. Hallelujah. God, we decree $10 million Amen. for our building. We decree actually $15 million. Thank you for what you're doing. Blessing these dear people. Get yourself ready. We're not going to 
pass out the bucket. We're bringing it to the altar. Now, some of you don't take this part serious, but you have no idea what you're about to hinder if you don't get it. Get it fixed that this is really spiritual. And if your best is $2, we pray not, but if that is the case, you do that. But it's got to come from somewhere in you. It can't come from my lips. It's got to come from within you. Do you understand me? And if you don't have anything, I don't care what you have to do, take off a shoelace, take off a button, take something off, give it to your king. Do you understand me? That sounds funny, right? But it was there in Hawaii that I watched a man come and put a bike up on the altar in his sandals. Strange. I was in San Francisco and a man brought his bike in and put it up on the altar. This is the truth. Put his bike up on the altar and went and sat down at the seat, at his seat. And a lady stood up and walked over to him and gave him keys and put it in his hand. And when he looked at the key, he couldn't believe what he saw. It was a Rolls Royce. He left a bike and drove home in a Rolls Royce. Strange. God sees our heart. Do you understand? He knows. And what some of you might think be small and not it's significant, you're giving to your king. You have your offerings. Stand quickly. And if you've already given electronically, I want you to come forth as well. Bring your offering and lay it on the altars. The, the, the ushers will pick it up in a few moments. Lay it on, would you sing that song one more time, if you would? They're going to lay your offerings there and take about 30 seconds to worship. Don't just drop it off. Drop it off with worship. Will you do that all over the house? Spirit of God, fall fresh on.
Lift your hands all across this place. Spirit of the Lord is here. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. before him heaven and earth adore him your voice and sing a new song. 
our salvation. You're our healer, you're our redeemer, you're our order. You're everything. You're everything, Jesus. You're the essence of it all. You're our beautiful song. You're our hope. You're our very breath. You're our very breath. Just breathe in us again. you love him and if you're not right with him you tell him yourself 
Lord, I forgive me. Come on, you tell him. Wash and cleanse, heal, deliver, fill. God, we thank you for what you've done tonight, what you're doing at this conference, what you will do tomorrow morning. Morning prayer, 7 o'clock, going to be powerful. 9 o'clock, our conference beginning again. Three speakers in the morning, lunch break, and we'll go into our call-out rooms. And then Monday night, we're going to close it out, rip the roof off. What a powerful service. It doesn't have to end. It should never end. Take them with you into your car. Take them with you home. Some of you need to go and clean your house out. You deal with those strongholds. You celebrate Jesus. Walk in victory. What a powerful time. I thought I heard Jesus loves me this I know for a second. Oh, the blood. Oh, uh, all right. Well, that, 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 let's do that. Nothing but the blood of Come on, we're gonna Jesus. we're gonna close this. We're gonna close with this. So what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? towards you. Be gracious to you. Keep you. Give you peace.